0: I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. And we We are are Collateral Collateral Gaming. Gaming. Welcome to Collateral Gaming, the only video game podcast that matters where we focus on good games, bad games, and everything else in between in the world of gaming. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so smoke it if you've got it. My name is Ashley Chancellor, and this is my brother, Dakota Chancellor. Collectively, we are known as the Chancellor Brothers. Fun fact, I know over 314 digits of pi. However, Dakota knows only about 10. I only mention that of course because today at the time of this recording it, it is pie day hey we March had pot pie for dinner yeah yeah we had some pot pie we made some uh chicken pot pie some beef pot pie did my mom make apple pie too
1: she did some broccoli and cheese pie it's pretty good
0: damn i'm gonna have to have some that when we get back
2: home oh yeah nerds <laughs> nerds all of you family of nerds
0: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen today is our very first indie game review with Collateral Gaming. Now, the purpose of these indie game reviews, of course, is to explore some games that you may not have heard of and to give some appreciation to some independent developers that are just trying to get their name out there much in the same way that we are. Now, if you're a part of the gaming community, you're probably aware of the indie genre. You're kind of in the know. In fact, indie games are kind of the rage right now, so I'd like to do a lot of these...
1: Yeah, I agree. I I love these games. I love the feel. Like, Hello Neighbor, for instance, you have a really good, like, childish feel from it. I love that. And a lot of the indie games always have that, I've noticed.
0: And you heard that right, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we are going to be discussing Hello Neighbor. now this is a fairly well-known indie game i think in the community it's something that's been circulating around for a while it's gone through several changes right dakota several stages
1: oh yeah like an alpha stage the beta stage there's a lot there i don't know much about it i think you know more than i do But just some kind of stages with a lot of trial and error, you know.
0: Yeah, so it looks like the uh, initial release was in 2017. However, uh, it continues to be updated and it spawned two sequels, which we're going to talk about later on here. Of course, Hello Neighbor is developed by Dynamic Pixels. Now, have you heard anything about that company I looked them up and I couldn't find much about them, but
1: I found a few games that they did. They did some like iOS games, some Android games. Um, they had another game I saw like Mew sim. I don't know. I don't know much about them, but I know they I haven't done a few more. So, but I think Hell and Never is their biggest hit.
0: Do they have a particular focus or?
1: They do a lot of like Tamagotchi style games. I've noticed. Really? Tamagotchi
0: yeah. style. Uh,
1: that's what they say on their website anyway. Uh, They like to experiment from time to time, explore other genres, but they they like to stick to that Tamagotchi style. That's what the website says, yeah.
0: Of course, Hello Neighbor, I guess this is kind of their breakthrough. So this is definitely going to lead them down a certain pathway, I think. Mm -hmm. Now, the publisher of this game is called Tiny Build. They did start off as a development studio. Uh, They did No Time to Explain in 2011, which is a platformer. Uh, It has somewhat to do with time travel. And then they've published several other indie projects, such as... Uh, Rapture Rejects, which is a battle royale, and Graveyard Keeper, which is a simulation role playing game, both this year. Also, uh, Pandemic Express on Microsoft Windows.
1: Oh, so I see they jumped on the battle royale train as well.
0: <laughs> Who hasn't? <laughs> right. Of course, you—you're a frequent Fortnite oh, yeah. player, Dakota. You're hey. A resident Fortniteer. A resident nine-year-old.
2: You little whippersnappers and your goddamn fork knife! I swear to God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's that? Did we hear? Bo Maddox from Collateral Cinema.
2: Yeah, exactly. What's he doing here? You know exactly what I'm doing here.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Good, God good damn it on ass job, Dakota. Good on you, Dakota. That's on we, you. We're keeping that in. I keep it in. Yeah, that was hilarious.
0: <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, I do want to dive into Hello Neighbor a little bit now, of course. And Dakota, you're the one that showed this to me, so I kind of like to hear what you have to say since you've been involved with this game for longer than I have
1: well uh my sister our sister showed me this game um it was really interesting because I first saw it it looked like a little kid game I was wondering why she was playing it you know and she's like no you need to watch this like it's it's a really good game and we'll probably get into this more in a minute but the childish aspect of the game is kind of important Mm because it gives you this this feel and you're playing this survival horror game because you don't realize that when you first start it and it's it's really cool you go through this house and I don't know just it's a lot of fun I think anyone should play this game.
0: Despite appearances, Hello Neighbor is a stealth survival horror game. Uh, you play a little boy or a man, depending on the version, depending on what part of the main game you're playing. Right. But you control this protagonist who is, well, without going into too much detail, um, the basic premises is you're trying to get into your neighbor's house. Yeah. And the neighbor is this homicidal maniac, this former family man who has some kind of a dark past and he's trying to keep some kind of a secret now we're not going to go right into the story yet but the basic premise here is that you're trying to infiltrate the house and ultimately figure out what the neighbor is up to within most of the alpha and beta versions of the game and in the act one of the main game you're trying to get into the basement and so starting with the original versions of this game uh, originally you had to use uh, a hammer and a key code to get in and it slowly got more elaborate with each version release uh, involving a crowbar key card and in this game we have a three arc structure in which the ultimate goal of each level is different but essentially it's those same shenanigans it's finding tools within the environment because you can interact and grab anything that's around you right you can grab anything including some of the items that the
1: neighbor places which i would like to talk about um the hello neighbor is a Oh, sorry, the Hello Neighbor. The Neighbor is a learning AI. And it's really cool because what that means is as you go throughout the story and you start to explore his house and go around the outside and the inside, he'll start placing traps. Mm-hmm. He'll start placing things and he'll remember where you've been. And it's all—it's the learning AI. It's, you know, he remembers things. And eventually you, you start going in places that you've been over and over and over again. And it's harder to get through it because he's placed like security cameras or bear traps and you can pick up those. That's just really cool. You can pick them up, move them, stop them. There's boxes all over the place. There's books. There's there's many things you can grab. Pretty much anything is grabbable. A television. And there's some things you can even turn on, like TV you can turn on, the radio you can turn on. You can open the fridge. There's a point in the story where you use the fridge, actually. Yeah. So... It, If you see it, you can use it, pretty much. And I love that about this game.
0: There's a lot of puzzle solving, too, in each arc and in achieving each goal. Of course, at first, when you first start the game, you're really just trying to figure out the... Basics. Yeah, you're trying to pick up uh, how to infiltrate the neighbor's house and explore each room without getting mm-hmm. caught. Because as soon as he sees you, he goes after you. Right. Whatever is in the way,
1: he will take the easiest path to get to you. No matter what, he'll break his own windows just to get <laughs> to you. Yeah. He throws tomatoes and glue, which we think looks like semen. <laughs> <laughs> He'll throw these, like, you'll see him in his house with these glass bottles of glue. And you know it's glue because there's a label on it that says G-L-O-O. Actually, I think it's L-G-O-O or something. Everything in this game is spelled weird because I think it's a callback to his, like, dyslexia or something.
0: That's part of the aesthetic of the game. And a lot of people have theorized that that represents the main character's dyslexia. Right. Of course, that's more of a story component. Some kind of
1: lore. Right. right.
0: But, um, yeah, the neighbor will do whatever he can to get you. He can jump. He can run. He can catch you. You're a little bit faster than him when you sprint. And as soon as you dash across the street, you're okay. He can't get you. Um, And you can throw things at him to knock him down. But almost nothing stops this guy once he gets a hold of you. And you have to restart every time. It's actually really scary. It can be. One part of the game is the, uh, as you mentioned before, Dakota, the cartoonish atmosphere. And that's presented with the graphics. Uh, I believe it's cell shaded And there's very vibrant colors. It feels like a children's game. And yet, it's fucking scary.
1: Oh, yeah. When he catches you, the music, the intensity of the moment, the screen will get all, like, shaky and, like, fuzzy. You know he's there. You know, and that's freaky because you're running for your life. Try to get across the street back to your house, which I guess we don't explain, but you are literally his neighbor. You're across the street from him. Yeah. So, like you say, when you get across the street, you're safe. At least halfway across the street or whatever because that's not his property anymore. And
2: what's that music like? It's bum, 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 bum. Yes. And it just
1: increases and it's louder the closer he is to you and then as soon as you get away the music kind of fades away and stops.
2: No, it has that scare chord, right? That dong. Yeah, I think so. That's right. That's
1: right.
0: Intentionally meant to scare you. And and it is frightening as soon as you, I mean, you may just be exploring the house uh, trying to figure out a puzzle or just looking around trying to figure out get your bearings and suddenly you hear the neighbor and then he (gasps) starts running after you.
1: (laughs) Every single time without fail when he catches you it's when he's Sees you. That's what it is. Every time he sees you, you. Go,
0: No, like we said before, you can outrun him. Uh, Later on in the game, there are some powers you can get that'll help you even more. Um, Some supernatural-esque powers, right? Like uh, turning invisible and and double jumping and being able to push him off. But that's not till later. In the very beginning of the game, you have to rely on your ability to outrun him and to hide. But he'll even check in places where you can hide and he'll learn where you've hidden before in cupboards and under the beds that it's not that reliable. And if he sees you hide, then he'll catch you. Although he'll act surprised nonetheless. nonetheless every single time. <laughs> that AI now one of the weird things about this game though is as polished as it seems to be with the, the excellent graphics it is very glitchy
1: it is there's many points in the game where you'll try to throw an item what you can do you can pick up items and you can drop them or throw them and you can jump and throw an item and you'll just fly across the screen or items will just glitch out of the map every once in a while or you can lose items in the game you can have items and you can throw them into area you can't get to yet and you'll lose the item and you have to restart the act
0: yeah in act three though there is a fix for that there is the lost of found box but it doesn't always work it doesn't always work
1: exactly yeah
0: but you want to use everything that's in your environment in order to hide from the neighbor to get away and to move on to your goal which of course in act one revolves around trying to get into the basement now this was the goal also of all the pre-game releases and alpha one is actually probably the most normal looking build oh yeah it's a standard house pre-alpha uh you have this standard looking house and it's just, you think you just use a hammer and a key code to get into the basement and then it just ends. No. Now slowly through each of the alphas phases it got more and more complex you started having these crazy house designs that end up showing in the main game with mm-hmm. freaking roller coasters around the house because as you move forward in the alphas and then later in the main game as you move through each act, it gets zanier to the it point crazy. where there's a part of the game that we feel doesn't Take place in reality. It's it's. I don't want to spoil it, but there's this game gets really trippy.
1: Oh yeah, really trippy. I mean, you you question what's going on. I mean, you start to think, I, is this real? Is this a dream? Like I said, I don't want to spoil it, but it's 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 questionable. <laughs>
0: of course, the plot of Hello Neighbor is a really good talking point. I feel now there are some who felt that it was kept intentionally ambiguous, which is kind of a cop out some see, and that it doesn't actually tell a story, and that it's not as clever as people theorize it to be, and yet, I disagree. I think everything that we read into the story was 100% in line with what was being shown, and there's some deep meanings that are explored by the finale, right? Oh
1: yeah. Especially when you add in the other games that they made, you can look, at, and we'll talk about those games, but those games also kind of move into that lore, that the idea of what's going on, the, the story behind it. Because if you look at those games, there's one game where you, you play as the sister, right? Yeah. That's totally part of the story, and that was intentional
0: well the neighbor's daughter right? the neighbor's daughter that's yeah. right so the neighbor has this family in this past that in the beginning is shown to you through these kind of dream sequences once in a while when you get caught when you right. die, you get a game over uh every once in a while we'll we'll go through this kind of interlude where it'll show you what seems to be the neighbor's past involving some dark family secret and why he's in the state he's in which is really creepy Um, and then as you explore that uh, and you finally get to the basement in act one you find out that there's something really crazy going on we're not Uh exactly sure what it is but act two revolves around just getting away from that right? Oh
1: yeah you have to get away from everything you have to get out of the basement
0: right act two um is about escaping the neighbor's house with what you've now learned. Yeah, And we'll just we'll just go ahead and say that's the mangle goal of, of Act 2. Act 1 is get in the basement. Act 2 is escape the neighbor's house, which is now doubled since the last time you left. So yeah. kind of like how the alpha versions kept getting zanier and zanier. Uh, in Act 1, the game is, the house is mostly normal with some weird kind of booby traps in there. But Act 2, the house looks really weird. And by Act 3, it's completely surreal. Completely. There's no way. It's like a physically impossible possible house. And then act three is where quite a bit of time passes and we're actually seeing some deeper meanings here. We're not going to go into that. Right.
1: But. Well, it's like a lot of that supernatural stuff you're talking about. You'll yeah. see a lot of that. And like there's parts where you have to use the time of day because as you die, the you you die and the, it changes time of day each time you die. And when that happens, you actually use that as part of the game and use that to do pu- to do puzzles.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. There's some puzzles in act three the were from, from the night and day aspect. Right. And some that have a lot to do with a theme of fear. Right. And trauma and overcoming fear. Um, I think that's the major motif by the end. And we definitely encourage you to go play this on your own and read into this what you will. But I felt the metaphors were barely consistent, so I don't think that people are digging too deep into this game when they come up with theories. I think pretty much everything that's out there is is what's real as far as what the internet's come up with.
1: I think it makes the most sense. I, I don't think a company like this would just throw out this game with no concept of what they're doing and just kind of it just makes no sense especially when you go through those dream sequence where they're they're obviously trying to show you a story but they're showing it to you well ambiguously. They're showing it to yeah. you kind of like in a what's going on. You're supposed to be fear in fear of it you know you're supposed to what's going on.
0: Yeah and that's part of that that tone there's just this lovely juxtaposition between childish cartoonish accents and, and on the surface but this dark <laughs> somber tone
1: Bo are you yawning over there? I right. am you have yawning to us daunting. talking. Wow. Yes, wow.
0: Mid-talk. I am.
2: Well, what do you think of the game, Bo? I think it is quite a thing. I mean, I, I played a little bit of it. I've mostly seen it on YouTube, mostly. I saw, like, Matt Pat's theories on it on uh, Game Theory. Right. Yeah. And honestly, I like the lore. I mean, I, I like the character of the neighbor.
1: Right. I mean, well, would you agree that the, the story that community has created is, is true to a, what's I th- going on?
2: I think it's pretty spot on. Right. I like, think it was I intentional. Mean, very much so.
0: And so I don't, I don't, and then that story also introduces quite a few characters. I mean, we mentioned the neighbor already, but what about the protagonist? Do we know anything about him? As far as I know, not really. And you learn a little bit more in Act, act Three. You kind of see
1: like what's going on in his life after the fact. Yeah. But that's really all you get. You don't get much. In the beginning, you just, you start in an area with, with a ball, and that's it. Yeah. You're walking down the street, kicking a ball. That's it.
0: There are some clues that some people feel meant that he had dyslexia. Now, there was a novelization of Hello Neighbor, and it doesn't go into that. It doesn't mention that fact, but a lot of people believe that because all the words in the game are jumbled around, that that was a, a representation of that character. And I think this game really actually does go into the protagonist's mind. Um,
1: the, the fear aspect. You know, yeah. you go into his mind, you're worried. You're worried with him. You're worried about getting caught, and he's worried about getting caught. And you're supposed to feel the emotions of the protagonist. So that's, that's, that's the point of it. Yeah. He does have a character.
0: And then you even get to see some of the neighbor's vulnerability, and mm-hmm. you sympathize with him, even though he's kind of a creep.
2: Oh, definitely. <laughs> he is.
0: And just seeing that backstory that's brought in, by those dream sequences is really interesting. Now, speaking of which, there is a game out since this one uh, within this franchise that goes into that a little bit more and that's the prequel Hello Neighbor Hide and Seek. Now we said before that there are a couple sequels to this game but that's not actually true. There's a prequel and there's an interquel. Now the prequel Hello Neighbor Hide and Seek uh, is essentially the same gameplay but you're playing as the neighbor's daughter like you were said before. Right. And you're hiding from her brother who has the same uh, characteristics the same learning ai as the neighbor but it's a hide and seek game and you're a child and you have an overactive imagination i haven't played it but i've seen some playthroughs right.
1: and there's still a main goal to do at each act in each level each yeah. area and but you're still there's the story where you're playing hide and go seek but there's yeah. still a goal behind it all and you got to run from the other person so that's pretty it's pretty cool
0: right and that leads into the events of hello neighbor we're mm. not going to spoil either of those for you but um that's a game that seems very lighthearted at its core and yet it's incredibly dark that oh, yeah. story and then there's Hello Neighbors Secret Neighbor which is a multiplayer game taking place in between act 1 and act 2 and you're a group of kids that are trying to save the protagonist mm. uh, and i think one of you actually is the neighbor or or you're working for him or something and you're a traitor but you don't know who it is well, that's cool yeah wow I-,
1: I haven't looked up that game but that sounds interesting
0: yeah and- i'd be really interested to see where this franchise goes in the future i mean maybe they could do a little bit more polishing making sure that the the engine and the physics are up to date because this game's a little glitchy and it's yep. actually the gameplay is kind of clunky it, it was difficult to play we've actually had to restart several times oh yeah because of some this i would argue bad decisions as far as making certain items irreplaceable and then the platforming itself is kind of clumsy but it's a fun game we were investing in this. We played right. this for, I think it took us a couple of weeks to get through it, right, Dakota?
1: Not a couple of weeks, no, maybe a couple of days.
0: Well, we had several days in between, so it, it was over a course of, but it took a while though. I mean, we kept coming back right. and we were heavily invested in the game. We were having a lot of fun with it.
1: We spent a lot of time working on it and we it, it, there's a lot of puzzles and it's really challenging. There are some really challenging things because you have to use your brain. You, you you wouldn't almost put two and two together unless you really thought about it. Honestly, we had to pull up a walkthrough at some point. There was one point in the game where we were just like, we don't know what we're doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. And some may consider that a weakness in and of it itself is that the game i I don't know if anybody really could just sit down and figure this out i guess someone did right we had to consult a walkthrough it was just too difficult oh yeah Um, and more often than not there's more than one solution to get there Mm. especially act one and act two there's several different solutions to get to the end goal whereas act three has a specific structure but you can do several events in different orders and then there's even an optional element that becomes a requirement later on you know with the fear rooms yeah
1: that's really cool they're almost like another dream sequence but they're the fear rooms which is really cool yeah again don't want to go into that but you got to play the game to understand you really do This game is relatively inexpensive, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it's $26.99 or $29.99? $29.99 on
0: Steam. Right. And it's also available on iOS as well. Really? I was
1: unaware of that. And
0: I believe Android.
1: Huh. I might have to pick it out because I wonder if it's just as glitchy as the PC version, if not more, (laughs) because it's on iOS, you know?
0: Yeah. And I know a lot of people were following this game throughout its development period.
1: We kind of came in a little later, but it, it was fun to play because now we got to see the full experience of it and how the game is supposed to be played and learn it after people have already figured everything out and yeah. it's cool because we could try all the different pathways and again which we didn't really explain but you can there are different pathways for each act there are different ways to beat each act so there's there's a lot of room you know room to room to play with and it's pretty cool
0: yeah there's definitely a lot of replay value and uh, we encourage everyone to go out and try it what are your final thoughts
1: honestly this game it was like we said the beauty of the 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 graphics was really interesting because you wouldn't expect this out of a survival horror game because that's its genre it's a survival horror but it's this childish t- cartoony feel and the learning AI That that's a really interesting aspect that they brought in because I have never seen this learning AI like learn from every single move you make every single time you go into a room and you die you come back and there's, there's a trap waiting for you and you wouldn't expect that and you can get ridiculous you can go into an area and there will be like hundreds of security cameras after you die in that area billions <laughs> of times. So it, it's really cool.
0: Now, part of our indie game review now is going to be uh, giving a score from both of us. What would you give this game out of five?
1: Out of five? Let's say, I guess, including the bugginess, you know, because that's kind of important to include whenever you're scoring a game, including the the bugs, including the weird controls that are kind of hard to get used to. Playability. Playability. But UI, you want to do that. You want to bring in everything, every aspect, what you like and what you don't like. I would give this uh, probably a 3.5. I think that's a pretty good, pretty good, accurate number for myself. Yeah, Uh, I'd say, I mean, not in like a bad way. I I know when I say 3.5, it kind of seems bad. Bad, but you you got to really look at the spectrum here. There are a lot of games out there. Yeah. And there are there are some fives. There are few and far between. Zelda is a five. Okay. One by far. By far. far. Breath of the Wild was a five, which we just did an episode on. That's kind of why it's still in my head. But um, I believe that you know Breath of the Wild is a five. But this one, if you really look at it, I think a three point five is a really good score, especially being an indie game and this company that I've never heard of before. Yeah. I think they did an amazing
0: job. I'm gonna have to score it probably a three out of five. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, if just for originality and if it were executed perfectly with the vision that was in mind, it might go as high as a 3.5 or a 4 for me. But a lot of it falls short with, like you said, the clunkiness and uh, the playability, the glitchiness. And I think a lot of people were expecting a lot more out of this game. And given what they were given in the alpha and the beta stages, they expected more in the final product. So I definitely see where it's unpolished. Right. I, I think it's an unfinished product but a novel one and I, and I would really like to see where Dynamic Pixels takes this franchise in the future or where do they go I, yeah. I think they could start off somewhere completely new uh, using their fan base. This is definitely an indie company to watch out for. This is definitely an indie game to play. Uh, I think we had a ton of fun with it. Are you excited about our, our next indie games that we're going to do?
1: I am. I have a few lined up that I've suggested and I'm really excited for because I've played through a lot of indie games.
0: Yeah, I think our next indie game review is actually going to be We Happy Few. We'll go ahead and reveal that now, but right. that's not the next game we're doing. In fact, originally we said our next game was going to be No Man's Sky. That is still our next numbered episode, and that's what you could expect from us in two weeks. We're going to go ahead and release our episode and analysis on No Man's Sky. Uh, I've been playing a lot about that recently. Yeah. I hadn't played it in a while, and actually there's a lot new content. Which
1: is really cool because the game was... It was like a low tier game before to me. It looked cool, but it wasn't like, you know, greatest game ever. But now that they brought these items and
0: these new updates,
1: I'm, I'm excited for it. So I can't wait to talk about it.
0: Like Hello Neighbor, there was a lot of hype, but I think a lot of people were let down initially. Right. But now they've set the bar up again, and we're going to be really excited to talk about that. Of course, that's right off the heels of our last game, Zelda, which we're still in love with. We're still playing our less Still, that, actually. Yes. Um, So we're going to get that out for you. For sure, we're going to have No Man's Sky, and then eventually we'll be doing We Happy Few as our next indie episode. And you're going to see more indie content from us this season and next. I've even got something planned for next season that Dakota's really interested in. Oh, yeah.
1: So anything else to say? Um, play this game. I would, even with my 3.5 score, play this game. I do not regret playing it. You know, uh, it's great indie game. I really like, like you said, I am excited to see where dynamic pixels goes. Um, I'm just, I'm excited for any future content from them.
0: Yeah. And I think the price tag isn't bad. It's definitely worth trying out. If you know anybody that has this game, you can always try it out them, but right. I, I'd just go and pay the 30 bucks. It's not yeah. bad. And, um, I'll probably check out one of the other hello neighborhood games, like right. uh, hide and seek.
1: I mean, if my 30 bucks gets them to make another game like this, then
0: so be it, you know? All right guys. Well, you can find us on iTunes on Podbean on Spotify Uh, we got our video podcast on YouTube which uh, for all our regular numbered episodes you're going to be able to see the audio and the video Um, Mm. go check out our Patreon page we're going to get our Let's Plays out we're going to have some exclusive content for our patrons and uh, eventually I want to get some merch out baby that's nice yeah and shout out to uh,
1: Chill Lover Radio hopefully they're going to help us get on SoundCloud we are on SoundCloud oh we are on SoundCloud well there you go
0: yeah so thanks to Chill Lover Radio. We're now on the Chill over Radio app and on the SoundCloud app, and they're supposed to get us on iHeartRadio as well. I need to check that out as well.
1: It's going to take some time. A lot of uh, effort put into that, but we should be able to get it. Yeah, certainly.
0: We're super happy with the guys over at Chill over Radio, so go check them out. Go check out some of the other podcasts that are on their network and their talk shows and uh, DJs. It's a really cool experience. Uh, their website's super professional, and we're super happy to be working with them. That being said, Uh, my name is Ashley Chancellor
1: I'm Dakota Chancellor
0: we are Collateral Gaming and we are Out. out laters Collateral Gaming is an L Company production. All music and game clips are owned by their respective creators, are used for educational purposes only, and are fair use. Please don't sue us. We're poor.